to the Soren Sports Podcast. I am your host, Braden. And as always, I am joined by the pineapple down south in warm and luscious Texas, Alan. Alan, how are we doing today? Oh, I'm doing good. Uh, just with the weekend over um, and lots of stuff getting done, you know, um, it's just it's just great just to, to have this over with for a weekend to relax as we're heading for Memorial Weekend. Uh, it's a great opportunity to re-energize and to refocus for for what's ahead. <laughs> I don't know if I could set it have said it better myself, Alan. Uh, nice uh, four-day weekend for us up here in uh, BYU-Idaho. Unfortunately for me, it's not going to be that way. Um, <laughs> a lot of my classes this year on online, so uh, that mm. doesn't affect online courses. Yeah. But uh, before we get too far in depth, uh, I just want to do a quick shout out here to uh, the class of 2021. Uh, my brother is in that class and he is graduating tomorrow. Uh, so yeah, unfortunately with work and everything, I am unable to be present uh, physically, but I will be present virtually and every way I can. Uh, it's coming a little late, but uh, I am sending him a card with a fun little gift for him. He so, uh, Colby, if you're listening to this, sorry, uh, I had to get stamps. It's <laughs> uh, never too late for that. Uh, it's always great. Also, um, I do want to send a shout out as well, uh, especially to, to like the class of 2021 in my old high school in San Luis, Arizona, which is right on the border with Mexico, um, especially having their graduation in person after COVID, what they overcame to get through. Uh, it's wonderful. I have um, several teachers of mine who are considered great friends and and really the hard work that they put in, especially the students, like unbelievable, great job. Like whatever you guys do in the future, go kill it. Go represent San Luis and being from there is just wonderful. And, and really just to have in-person graduation again it shows how, how we as a nation and even as the world, we, our goal is to move forward despite the surroundings and really my love and my admiration for you guys in San Luis High School. Keep us strong and, and keep moving forward. I've said it better myself, and that goes for all of Class of 21, whether you're at San Luis, my alma mater of Frederick High in Colorado, or uh, wherever you find yourself listening to this graduating high school. Alan and I are part of the graduating class of 2021 for college as we're graduating this summer. Um, but, uh, you know, like 2021 has brought its own challenges for all of us in this graduating class. And uh, we couldn't have uh, had a better chance to uh, come together and just enjoy it. And I think that's why we, we love sports so much. And if you tune into that and you love sports, and that's just probably why sports has a way of bringing us all together and providing that backbone to uh, our society in ways that we wouldn't, wouldn't have otherwise. However, that being stated, guys, we're a lot back in the stands at games. Please be smart. Stop the fights that are happening in the sands, that's ridiculous. We're going to get a little bit into that today as Alan and I throughout the baseball season have noticed some issues, if you will, um, 
Well, uh, this isn't going to be a rant about blackouts. That's another episode for a long another day. But we're going to be talking more about some of the controversial things that have been happening this baseball season, and we'll go from there. But Alan, let's uh, let's get right into it. Okay, uh, we've seen uh, some interesting things um, from. I don't know where to start, but I think um, one of the biggest things that um, we have talked about off off camera, off off of our our program is no hitting. Uh, we've had no hitters in the pretty much. If I if I'm correct, we've had six in eight days. Uh, yeah, seven if you include uh, Madison Bumgarner's. Okay, thank you. Six and seven days, like. That is unheard of, really. Like, you can't even – it's just like, I don't know what is it. Like, is the pitching too good? Is is how the batting strategy – I don't know what is going on. And I think this is something that um, we have to look deep. Is it a league problem or is it just pitching is just getting better and and they'll they'll figure out a way to, to see which batters – like to swing and or would not like to swing at all. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, I had some, uh, aesthetic slash technical difficulties with my microphone here. Um, but Alan, to answer your first, your questions here, let's, I think, you know, the major problem here is I think it's league wide. Um, hitting numbers are down all across the league. Batting averages league-wide are at an all-time low. Um, pitching is getting ridiculous. I mean, we, we get to see it all the time. And while I love pitching and I love seeing these pitchers be great at what they do, you know, like gone are the days of seeing just one or two great pitchers, like, you know, back in the – days of Nolan Ryan or, you know, back in the early 2000s with uh, Roger Clemens or Randy Johnson, you know, great pitchers of those days, right? Now it just seems everybody is, is throwing 100 miles per hour fa- forcing fastball or, you know, upper 90s with every every single pitch. I mean, what Jacob deGrom is doing is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and so you have that going on in the sport. Hang on. All right, we're going to do it this way today. Now he's fixing it, guys. Uh, there's some technical difficulties on this. Just be patient with us. Um, we're but... just going to hold the microphone like this today. I'll mess with that for. <laughs> <laughs> looks like, looks like you're gonna. Looks like it's like you're gonna sing or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're uh, the edge of the table where I have. So inside preview for everybody, the edge of the table where I have is a little slick. And uh, I wanted to uh, get the microphone a bit more out of my face. And uh, it didn't go too well for me. (laughs) Alan and I have a few episodes we're recording today. So if it looks different on the YouTubes for our next episode, do not fear. I have finally fixed it. (laughs) But uh, Alan, as I was saying, you know, like pitching is at an all-time high with the numbers that are being produced. And it's in large part probably due to the three true outcomes in the sport that the hitting philosophy is right now. And, uh, you know, like 
you either see a strikeout, a walk, or a home run. There's no balls in play, singles at down the middle, doubles off the wall. I mean, you still see them, but it's not as common as it was in the early, you know, 2000s or late 1990s or, you know, even in the days of our parents growing up watching the sport. And that's a major problem. And I think that needs to change. Alan, what do you think? Uh, well, I would say this, just looking at it, just because with the home runs, uh, a lot of uh, coaches, whether it be major leagues or even down to the little leagues, have emphasized pitching. They have emphasized, okay, these guys are hitting lo- long balls, like bombs away. That's like, okay, let's counteract by teaching the younger generation, getting into baseball, okay, pitching, like how to be a power pitcher along with being a contact pitcher, being both. And I think that has played into where it is right now. I wouldn't say it's a problem. Um, It's just a little bit, but I think it's more of a developmental thing. And I think what, what baseball has to do is like, what's the problem with, Hey, why not play, play it in, in the plate? Like, there's no problem with getting singles, doubles. Uh, we've seen teams that were not known for being power hitters, and they've competed for a long time. I'll give you one example. The Cardinals of the 80s under Whitey Herzog, and, and also when they had Ozzie Smith, they were never known as power hitters. It was all keeping it in the field, a lot of bunting, a lot of hitting. Occasionally, they'll get some home runs, but it was – that play that made the Cardinals compete for a very long time. I think um, we're all trying to get enamored with the power ball that it's like, Hey, what about keeping it in play? And I wouldn't say it's a problem. I think it's more of a, what is the emphasis in, in coaching, especially in coaching baseball from the lower levels, which trend, which transcends, step-by-step into the major leagues. And while I'll agree with you on that point, you know, the coaching has changed. Like, I think it is a problem. I mean, it's, it's a little boring to watch a baseball game. Well, do you blame that on the coaching though? I blame it on the coaching. I blame it on the way the game is played. Like watching a game from when you and I were kids, Alan, is 10 times more fun. Like, and that's because, I hate to say it, there's more action in the field. You get to see more defensive plays. And honestly, the shift is killing baseball. Like, I get the shift has its great is great for defensive purposes and everything, you know? Like, I'm that I'm, I still don't get, really. That I still don't get. I will agree with you on that. That I still don't get. Like, I get the shift has its, you know, benefits, as we've clearly seen, you know, like, and while it has benefits, you know. Theo Epstein, he was at the, you know, I believe he was at the charge for a lot of what uh, happened with the shift early in the early 2000s when that was first coming out, right? Mm-hmm. And he even admitted recently that, you know, he 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 feels responsible for the way he really took the game and changed it. And he said it was for the worst, you know? And I think if baseball wants to really become more engraved with your and mine age group. And even, you know, as we already shouted them out, the class of 21 for high school and even younger. Well, I would say forget about our, like our generation, because ours, it's like, we've been in, we've seen it. Like, I know myself 
0203 yourself, probably 07, but you're just like, you got to cater also to like that class, like 2021 moving forward, because like, they're the ones that are, they're going to tune into sports later on. And I think that'll be a subject that we will discuss in, in the future. But I think for baseball, what they have to do is like, make it more energetic how it was and people would watch. I think even you have different ethnicities join in, not just like Caucasian or Hispanic. I think you have a lot of, you'll see a rise of African-Americans join in because what, what was their game a lot? It was a lot of speed, a lot of hitting. Occasionally they'll hit the home run, but it was because the speed and, and what they can do on the plate, on, on actually on base, was unbelievable. And I, and I truly do believe you include that again, then people will watch up like, oh, they, they got a hit. Oh, they got a hit. Or they're like, oh, he just, he just stole third, second and third. Things like that. Like, the, I believe the, creati the creativity, it is starting to just go down. I do agree with what you said, but I think also coaching has to play a role. Like there has to be someone that's like, you know what, let's break it down, bring it back, conventional baseball and, and move forward along with the new nuances, like the emphasis of pitching, and, but also have the emphasis of batting as well, how to combat both. And I think that is how you can fix baseball. And like, you know, I agree, you know, coaching needs to change, but it, it's, it has to come. We have to see the game start to change first, right? Like we have to be able to see that there's going to be some significant changes. Otherwise coaching is not going to stop because these kids, they want to go to the major leagues. And if they're not getting drafted because of, you know, this small ball type approach, then their dreams are killed. And so they have to almost turn into power hitters when they're not just because of it, you know, and that's not good for the game. And, you know, I think personally, you know, I love baseball. I've loved baseball since I was a kid and I'll always love the game. I I'll support my team no matter what, even though they're kind of on the fritz right now. And clearly well, you can see you have a second team to support. At least they're up there, but <laughs> well, I just started buying baseball hats because I like hats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I like Bryce Harper. So uh, I'll buy a Phillies hat to support him. But uh, as like when it comes to these three true outcomes of the sport, that's not good for the game. It never has been and it never will be. Okay, strikeouts, if you're into pitching, that's great. You know, strikeouts are great. Walks are cool when it's a big moment and, you know, like you have two outs and you're down to your last bat at bat of the game and you get a walk. That That's amazing thing, right? But when it, I start to have a problem with it is when there's no negative connotation to the strikeout. And there isn't right now. Alan, when we were growing up playing ball, you hated striking out just as much as I did, right? Yeah. yeah. Kids nowadays, they don't care if they strike out because they know it doesn't matter in the long scheme of things. And while we understood that, you know, we would have rather got that ball in play and got on base. And okay, this might be, 
some kids might be going, okay, boomer. Like I'm 23, first of all. <laughs> and sec, third of all, it's more fun to watch more balls in play and see more infield action and see the Nolan Arenados, uh, the Javi Baez's, you know, the Paul Goldschmidt's, uh, name a third, second bit, great second baseman in the game right now, Alan. Hmm. Second baseman. Uh, I would go with, uh, I know he doesn't play second base, but Ozzy Albis from the Braves. I, yeah, Ozzy Albis, you know, Freddie Freeman. Like, great defensive players as well as great hitters, right? And then we move out to the outfield. You have Mike Trout, okay, Bryce Harper. You know, your outfield is more known for your power hitters, but they're great defenders out there. Come on, they're they're, they're in the Major League of Baseball. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they're great hitters. And they're also great defenders. Pitching can't do a thing without great defense behind it. And that was the original idea of the shift. Okay. But we got to limit how much these shiftings are. Like Albert Pujols, Alan, great, great baseball hitter. Yes. Truly one of the greatest of all time. You know, greatest first base, one of the greatest first basemen of all our generation, for sure. Ten years with the Angels, he barely got a hit because of the shift. And it makes you wonder if the shift, and you can also say he was getting older and that that plays a role. But had the shift not been as prevalent as it was for, for Albert Pujols, what would have his numbers as an angel could have looked like, I think. We focus so much on how his hitting regressed once he got to L.A. or Anaheim, depending on what how correct you want to be here. Mm-hmm. But clearly, I don't think his hit, he regressed a little as he got older, but I think it was more on part of the shift on what that how and how that affected his game i, I do see that um i i do see that as well um and not as a lot as i thought but i do i i can see why um first i thought man he's just getting old but then as i saw why they shifted you could say like hey let's pujols it meaning we're gonna move to where albert is comfortable and move forward and i think this has it's kind of like the um, the hacker Shaq in the NBA because mm-hmm. Shaq was just so dominant that all you have to do was follow him knowing that he is the worst free throw shooter. But obviously he will make him when it mattered. So I would say the comparison is a little bit the same. I believe... Um, yeah, I'll give you that. Like if, if it wasn't for the... If the shift would have occurred like now or like three years ago, Probably Albert Pujols would have been close to Barry Bonds. I know that's 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 a weird, that's crazy to say that, but in my opinion, he would have been close to Barry Bonds's record of home runs, just because how he plays the game, how he approaches it, and the shift. I do agree. It kind it it changed and ruined how he had to approach the game. Now it did, and it makes you wonder if that destroyed his confidence at the plate. And that goes for every baseball hitter, you know? The shift, I think, has destroyed hitters' confidence at the plate and make them think they can only, in in order to get a hit, they have to hit that home run. And 
that's not good. It's great to if you're a power hitter and that's all you can hit, hit the home run. I love Alan. We're not saying home runs are bad, right? We home runs it. are great. We love home runs. You know, I'm a fan of the Rockies. More home runs are hit there at a consistent basis than anywhere else. And the all-star game is going to be at Coors Field this year. I'm going to watch that and the home run derby there. It better be with Shohei Otani and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Two of the best power hitters right now. Mm-hmm. Mike Trout would be excellent to watch hit home runs in that home run derby, but I don't think he's going to do it. <laughs> Probably not. But, you know, it's clear, you know, home run. We love home runs. Grand slams, love them. The home run, the jack, you know. It, it's a mainstay in the game, and you got to love it. If you can hit the ball out of the, fence, out of the fences, do it. But what we are saying is don't just settle for the home runs. You know, be okay with hitting the singles, the doubles. Go for a triple. Heck, even get an inside the park home run. The way defenses are sometimes in the outfield, you could, if you're fast enough. <laughs> yeah. Like, and not to say these outfielders are crap. Sometimes, you know, there's kids in the big leagues that maybe aren't quite ready in the outfield and that can play into your extra base hit. But Alan, what we are saying is the shift needs to either be minimalized or radicalized in a way that it doesn't destroy players' confidences. And I think that leads directly into this no-hitter conversation. Alan, We've had eight, seven no-hitters, including Madison Bumgarner's. Statistically, his does not count because of seven innings. You would count it. I wouldn't. We can get into that here in a few minutes. Yeah. Is there a problem with no-hitters in baseball? I would say no. Um, look, it happens, you know? It happens. Like, you can't – you cannot control. Like, I don't know. Like, probably the best may think that, but there's some – Pitchers, like, when they go out there, their goal is, hey, I'm going to strike out as much as I can and make sure, like, no one gets a run or, like, control that, you know? Nobody thinks, you know what? I'm going to go get a no-hitter. But if you do think that way, then power to you and, hey, no problem. But I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's a problem. It's like, it happens, you know? It just does. And you can't control that. Like, I can't imagine, say... Um, Justin Brett, well, he's not playing, but say Noah Syndergaard. You know what? Today, I feel like throwing a no-hitter. I could be wrong. If he does say that, power to him. Go get it. But even if he does it, it's like, and it happens, it's like, what can you do? You know, like, it happens. It's it's part of the game. Like, you, you'll no-hit or you'll get, or you'll be allowing a lot of hits. It, it's part of the game. It happens. All we have to do is just, hey, it's just one of those days, one of those years that we had a lot of no-hitters. We just got to deal with it. This is something that it cannot be fixed or can't be controlled. But it's just as batters, like, hey, well, you get a hit. How, whatever, whatever you can, get a hit. It's not, oh, we have many, too many no-hitters. Uh, let's, let's change it. No, you can't control that. Like, that, that's just... I wouldn't, that's just ludicrous to say that. Like, you can't control no hitters. If it happens, great. If it doesn't, then okay, let's move on. Let's continue playing the game. So, clearly, the no hitter has no, slow, no uh, lust in the eyes of Alan Pena. Yeah, that's correct. Yes. It hasn't for me either. 
Um, I know. I just think the problem is with the teams that have been no hit, the Mariners, the Indians. And who is the other one? There's only been three teams that have been no hit. Well, Texas was one of them. And the Rangers. Okay, so that's the three teams. They've been no hit twice, Alan. Twice. That's the problem. It's not the no hitter. The no hitters are great. It's these teams. They've been no hit twice in the same season. Well, because look where they're placed at. Just look at that. That's 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 their problem. Like, it's... Now, are you comparing market size here? Is that what you're saying? The problem? I'm not comparing market size. I'm just comparing <laughs> the team. Like, I don't. Heck, if if that would have happened to the Yankees or the Dodgers, I think everybody would go bananas. Everybody, it would be the same problem. I would have. I would still have the same opinion. Hey, they just didn't know hit. You know, like they didn't. They they didn't get a hit. It, it, it's part of the game. It happens. It's. I know. It's some. Some are gonna be like, oh, but. You gotta fix it. No, it's it's the team. Like they didn't get a hit. What what can you do, really? I mean, just bad day at the yard for for those yes, three it's, teams. It's a bad day. Yeah, it, but like I think that's the problem. Is it's just three teams. Had it been more like had it been six different teams, I think we will there would have been no controversy. And I think that's why I, we both went on the rant of the shift because the shift played a major role into all three six of these no hitters. And while it defensive positioning is important, having the shift is has its benefits. Don't get, get don't get us wrong, but you, there has to be a better way to control it. That is what we're saying, and it played a role in these no hitters. If DJ LeMahieu with that Corey Kluber no hitter isn't right there, that's a single down the baseline. Or in between first and second base, that's a single. I know that. I know that. But I and, also go ahead. And you know, like that's the base hit. If he's not there now, DJ LeMahieu, great second baseman, great defender. He probably could have been there no matter what. Is what what I personally believe. But there might be some Rockies bias in there because of what I saw him do with the Rockies consistently for a few years. That being said, though, like the shift also put, told him to be there analytics told him to be there and as you were saying alan there's less defensive creativity now we don't see the amazing diving stops as often as we used to and those play a role in these no hitters players are just put where the ball's going to automatically be hit and they get the ball and there's a no hitter now that's and i think that's the problem in the end is it's the shift but i think you have a disagreement here coming well the shift part of it but i think also it plays to uh okay how do you deal with the shift what can we do so so like we can move forward and i do believe it's, it also comes down to the studying of this shift how to defeat it how to overcome it that way you're like okay they got us with the shift well they broke our shift we have to adjust and that's where you got to baseball has to be like a game of chess where you got to counteract back and forth. And that's why these no hitters have been happening, as you mentioned, but it has to do with the studying. And I don't know, like, look, I've, I don't play baseball at a high level. Both of us don't No. But the big thing is like studying the shift has to be incorporated. Like if you're, if you're a team that, 
struggling with the shift, figure it out why and move forward. And as for those three teams you mentioned um, that have been getting no hit, well, well, step up. I know you had a bad day. I know, but like, don't, don't do that again. Just move forward. It, 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 that's just how it is. The no hitter. It's not a problem. It's just, just a bad day at the office and move forward with it. That's, that's my opinion on it. And I'm going to stand by that. Yeah. And you know, that's a great stance to take. Honestly, like I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Um, I think my biggest problem right now with baseball is, okay, I didn't think we'd get into it, is the blackouts. Um, but, like, before I get, we go into that, I, if, like, there's no – for me, the no-hitter is awesome regardless. Um, has it lost some of its luster because of, you know, having six in two months? Maybe. But it's a great accomplishment for these guys. And the way Wade Miley's story of how he had a temporary Hulk tattoo that his son gave him, that's an amazing story behind the no-hitter. And it's inspirational in a way because he would, he said he would look down there and he would just feel stronger and he'd be reminded of his son and, you yeah. know, that. And you stories like that are great, okay? Like, either way, it's a great accomplishment for these guys. That's not what we're saying. But honestly, I want to see a perfect game. And one of those no hitters could have been a perfect game had someone not got on base because I don't remember how it happened, but someone got on base and one of and I and a no hitter. I want to say it was G- Lucas Giolito's no hitter, but I could be wrong. Either way, there was some controversy about whether or not it should be a perfect game, but someone got on base, therefore it's not. I'd love to see a perfect game. I have yet to really see a perfect game. Have you? Uh, there has been perfect games in history. Well, yeah, but have you personally sat down and watched one happen? Uh, not since Randy Johnson's that I've okay. seen. I, I did see the whole thing when Randy Johnson did complete that perfect game in 04. I did. But other than that, I have not. And, I mean, I've, I've watched the highlights of Dallas Braden's uh, no-hitter when he was with – or perfect game on Mother's Day with when he was with the A's, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, obviously perfect games are a lot rarer than a no-hitter. But, man, are they fun to watch. <laughs> yes. And, yes. Alan, I think it's – let's go into blackouts. I brought them up. Let's, let's go into it. <laughs> I honestly didn't think we'd get into it today. Um, but this is just my biggest problem with all of sports streaming in general is the blackout regulations. Uh, Alan, have you experienced it, these blackout regulations as much as I have, or are you pretty chill with it? Uh, I've learned to be pretty chill. At first, I didn't get it. Um, I didn't get it just because I'm trying to remember if, if I had an experience doing that. Well, I found no problem just because like living in Idaho for several years, I had no problem watching Dodger games. Uh, my wife and I have no problem watching Dodger games and but I've learned to be chill with it. Um, it's just doesn't affect me. If I know it's going to be necessary televised, what the heck for we were covered. So it doesn't bug me. I get it bugs you because you have to deal with that market. Idaho. It's like you're the Mariners or Rockies. If I'm correct. Yeah. Those are the blackouts, which is ridiculous, which, which really you could generate a lot more 
in that market because people say, oh, Idaho, it's just potato land. But being there in Idaho, there's sports fans there. There, there are people who love watching the games when, when they need to. And you got to cater to that. That's all I have to say about it. And I know you have more on that, but to me, I have not had any problems. I just learned to chill with it and move on. The owners got to you. <laughs> the owners? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if the owners got me, but it's just one of those, you know what? It doesn't, I don't have, it doesn't have an effect. Say you and your me. wife are living in California right now and you don't okay. have satellite TV. You can't watch a Dodgers game now. Well, what's the problem with us going to the game? Okay, well, that's the thing. They say you can go to the game. Okay. I'm so, fine with that. Let's go to the game. And that's fine. You know, but let's say you paid, you, you don't have time to go to the game because of traffic and all these things. So you just would rather watch it on TV. You've paid 150 bucks for MLB TV's all team access uh, subscription because you cover baseball. You want to watch all, as many games of all the different teams that you can. So you pay that much for the subscription. And now you can't sit down and you can't watch the Padres, the Angels, the Athletics, the Giants, or the Dodgers. Because you're in California, therefore you're in market. Half of the teams that you need to cover, you can't watch. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing with that. Now, I think you have a lot of streaming services where to go to. And and then here's the thing. Um, It depends also, like, in my case, will I watch a game? I will. But it also comes down to, like, you know what? I don't feel like watching a baseball game. I'm going to do something else. I'll watch a baseball game, say, okay, if the game starts at 1 o'clock, I'm at lunch, okay, let me tune in the radio. Like, the Dodgers, like, I'm going to tune in the radio, listen to Charlie Steiner cover the game, play-by-play. And or Hersheiser, just listen to the comment commentating. And I could sit down eat my lunch while I'm listening to the game. I think the whole blackouts thing, yeah, I get it. it. It does hurt for you and for others, but it's also the human mind. Like, okay, the blackout is not working. Let me see. Okay. Let me, ch- what's the radio? Like it could be like 105, 105.3, the fan in Dallas. I've watched Ranger games. I've listened to Ranger games while I'm driving and it's caused no problems. I've been, I can go in the next day or whenever we record and we can talk about it. No problem at all. I think it all comes down to like, okay, what other avenues I can watch and still have a great opportunity to watch, to listen to a baseball game. Cause we mentioned that in our episode on the opening day, hearing ba- a baseball game on the radio that will never get old period. And I, I agree with you. I love wa- listening to the games occasionally, you know, but sometimes you, you love watching the game. And I think it's ridiculous that, okay, Alan, we spend a lot of time on our phones. We, we, we're reading articles, researching, watching highlight packages. We're doing all these things. And so it's a lot of our, our uh, peer group. If baseball wants to continue to be reach out into this current age group like they say they do the way isn't to change the game up and make it faster or all these things it's to put it in our hands give us access to it 
like, okay, streaming services such as Netflix, two clicks with the thumb and you're in there watching your favorite show. Oh, yeah, I do agree. I think even they should continue strengthening it. Sorry if I cut you off. No, go ahead. um, I think they should strengthen it with YouTube. YouTube, they'll have once a week a game of the week matchup on YouTube. Just one click away, you're there. I think they have to continue doing it. I think I would have, I would do it, I would say for two games, like probably put it two, two, two or three times a week, like mm-hmm. probably not the same series, Mm-mm. but a different one. Obviously, it depends when there's playoff implications. You want to up the ant on that? Go right ahead because it's the wild card. Determine who's going in, all of that. I have no problem with that. I think if they can find a way to add more on YouTube, then that's how they're going to improve. Then we won't have to worry about this blackout thing. I know you do want to watch a lot of Rockies games and Phillies and the athletics, but I think the YouTube partnership will be will solve that and be able to reach not just our generation because ours we're fine, but those younger, those that are mm-hmm. like your brother's age that will be like, oh, you know what? It's on YouTube. Okay, I'm going to watch while I do what I want while I eat or while I go to bed. It's right there. And that that will alleviate the blackout situation. I mean, yeah, I see your point. And like, I get the argument where if I'm in market, I can just go to the game. Well, sometimes you don't have time or the money to go sit down and watch the game, you know, or in stadium. And so I get that argument. And it was even more ridiculous last year. No one was able to go to any of the games (laughs) because of pandemic reasons. And yet blackout restrictions were still there. And that's even more ridiculous. The owners, you're complaining about losing money. And yet you're blacking out your fans who are in market who can't even go to the game because of the pandemic. And you're telling them you can't watch the game anyway. How are we supposed to watch the game? (laughs) And like, and this is for all sports. Like, I can't watch jazz games here in Idaho because uh, with my NBA P- subscription because I'm in market. Or I can't watch Vegas Golden Knights or Avalanche games in Idaho because I'm in market. Like, okay, I understand that, but I'm in Idaho, both Ball Arena and, oh, what I don't know what the Knights call their arena, but, you know, the, the- who? The Knights. I don't know what their arena is called. Mobile, I think. Yeah, whatever the, the Knights arena is called, like I, that's also eight hours away. Like, it's not like I can just sit down and drive to a game whenever I want. Like, that's it's easy, much easier to turn on the game and put it on TV and watch it that way. And so, like, I think, well, I understand the philosophy behind the blackouts and why they started okay i get that the legal reasons and all that in today's day and age you need, they need to either be gotten rid of or loosened up somehow and you know like if it's nationally broadcast you know okay but because i had the subscription shouldn't i also be able to get access to the national broadcast when it's live through mlb tv isn't that what those tv contracts they've signed are or for 
Well, it's mostly streamed to save. Say you have the Fox Sports app and say it's the Dodgers and Phillies playing and it's on Fox. Well, you can stream it on Fox. That's what it's for. That's what it's worked for. It's not like, oh, it's on Fox and I'm going to go watch it on MLB.tv. That's not how it works. Well, no, I understand that. But I'm just saying because they've partnered with MLB and MLB TV is an MLB product, shouldn't it technically allow be okay to get access to those nationally broadcast games? I could see why, but like I, I like I get your reasoning, but I'm just saying like shouldn't that be a thing? Like I can't watch the playoffs live through MLB TV. I have to go roundabout ways. And yeah, that's much more or expensive. Come to for my me. house. Come, well, come to that's an option too. <laughs> and watch it, which that will be no problem at all. We you know we will receive you gladly. No problem. <laughs> you know, same here, Alan. But like, you know, can't, that's that's my point. Like, you're you're limiting access to the game, yet you're complaining that there's not enough fans in the game or watching the game. Either yeah. lighten up your restrictions and give us access, or figure out ways to to make it work better. And this goes for NHL and NBA. Um, I don't. I haven't experienced it with soccer yet. Mostly yeah, just. I've experienced. Look, I've I've had um, for a while. My dad would order the NBA league pass, and we've only had one experience with blackout. One because it's the Suns, but everywhere else we've had no problem. Even watching a Suns game on, say if it's not on, on like say, the. Fox Sports Arizona, or then, but it's like, say, hey, they're playing the Celtics, because obviously watching the Celtics, I've had no problem with, because I'm out of market, but like, say, they're playing the Suns, but it's not national televised, but it's just, hey, it's played on Fox Sports Arizona, or, or like the NBC Sports of Boston, we've had no problem with that. The NBA uh, I, has, I think they've done a good job and that just given the access that has opened up. So they've done a very good job at it normally because the NBA, they're always are looking to improve. That's, that's yeah. what makes the NBA the NBA. And I think that's a great thing. And, you know, there's, there's, you know, things you can do to watch these games regardless. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, and I think Alan, you made your point. And okay, you would think you could just watch the away teams broadcast. It doesn't work that way. If it's in that region, it's in that region, whether it's away broadcast or not. Yeah, it is. Which I find ridiculous. Okay, like it's it's ridiculous to me. <laughs> but you just deal with it, you know. Like really, like there's it depends. Like like for instance, I do like listening. Like when it comes to to basketball, like hey, I do like listening to Mike Gorman and. It used to be Tommy Heinsohn, but he passed away. Now it's Brian Scalabrini. I have no problem with that. And I love it, you know. Say, but then they're playing, say, Minnesota or say they're playing the Lakers. And look, I, lo- I love the Lakers broadcast and I will listen to them just because they're honest and fair on it. But you're right. I do agree. Sometimes you get the different commentators. You're just like, oh, okay. But you, you're, the most important thing is you are enjoying the game. And you just have to just, you know what? 
I don't care about the broadcasting. I just want to see a heck of a game. And if the broadcasting does good because it's a heck of a game, then that will go out the window and there's no problem. Yeah. And, you know, like, I don't necessarily, because when I watch, you know, like, I may or may not have put on the Cubs Reds game right now, like, uh, just to watch a game, but like, because I haven't had a chance to watch a baseball game in forever. But like, I, so I don't know those broadcasters. So for me, it doesn't necessarily know, care. Oh, well, the Reds, well, they got a heck of a broad, like, Martin I understand Green. they have like they have great part bar- broadcasting teams, right? But because I'm not familiar with them, for me it doesn't matter. Like usually I'll turn into the home team's broadcast, mm-hmm. uh, just because you know it's the home team. If if it's at Wrigley, it's it's I don't know. It's it makes more sense to watch the Wrigley broadcast. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I, I see that. But yeah. like I'll tune in if I have it on a different screen. I'll watch it with the other broadcast. You know, just because if you're at the home park, their camera angles, they're used to it. They, they know what they can do. And with COVID-19 right now, like it's the same angles on the broadcast regardless, but you know, so there's that aspect. Um, but yeah, just overall, I think it's, it's fun to watch these games and come playoff time. It's, it's even harder to watch these games sometimes unless you have a way to, you have like Hulu with live TV or you have like sling TV or some of these other things, mm-hmm. which I thought the whole point of streaming services was to kind of condense and get away from cable. It seems like we're going back towards cable, <laughs> but you know, that's, you know, like, I guess that's our, we'll call this our problems with sports, namely baseball episode. <laughs> uh, and we'll kind of wrap it up here just cause I feel like I'm circling back on my problems with blackouts. Um, once I move out of Idaho, who knows, I'll have a different, maybe I'll have a different story, but like, it's hard. it's going to be hard to tell for sure. It probably will. If just give it one a year and a half, once both of you are graduated and you move, then you will you'll understand. Hey, probably not that bad after all. Like, but I can't change. I can't speculate on that. But you have to. You'll you'll experience that right away. Yeah, like I love the fact that I can sit down and watch a Nuggets game whenever because that's ironically the only Colorado team I can watch without blackouts here in Idaho. Yeah, because the NBA does a very good job of, job at that. They realize no, it's because I'm in market for Utah, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't that's, watch that's the Utah game one. because right. I'm in broad, I'm in uh, blackouts for Utah, so it's 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 funny. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so uh, Alan, let's uh, start wrapping it up here. Uh, let me. And we'll kind of go for a couple minutes, just kind of shoot the bowl a little bit. Um, and let's kind of preview uh, what's coming up next here in a starting uh, once you start hearing our outro. Well, tomorrow we will have the Champions League final. It will be, if correct me if I'm wrong, our first preview of a final. Our first. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that. Uh, I believe it will be actually because uh, we never did the Stanley Cup preview last year. Or the, we did not. no, we did we do a, no, we did recaps of the World Series and Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, yes. I'm pretty sure it's our preview. It will be the first preview. We will break down this all English matchup between Manchester City and Chelsea, along with some coaching. I would say some teams looking for coaches, particularly Real Madrid. We'll probably go with that briefly. If not. That's okay. Uh, we will talk about that. We will also preview what will 
happened in the second round of the NHL as two two games, if I'm hopefully I'm correct, are going to game seven. Yes, uh, Minnesota Wild versus Vegas is going to game seven. Uh, I'm sorry, Toro, but I am picking the Wild in that game. I just think the I watched the Knights game the other day, and the Knights just looked. Uh, what's the way to put it? Unmotivated. Bad. Just say bad. They look yeah, sad. bad. They, it doesn't look like their their hearts are in it right now. Um, and so, unless they do something different, I think Minnesota's going to win it. But we'll talk about that more in depth as we preview the end, recap the end of round one and preview round two. Uh, quick little shout outs again, class of 21, 2021. Congratulations. Uh, enjoy your high school graduation. Uh, for me, that was what six years ago. Alan, probably seven. <laughs> no, no way. No way. It's been nine. Ah, well, you know, I was next close-ish. year will be the ten-year anniversary. So, uh, yeah, that that just goes to show everyone. Alan's a bit older than I am. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so follow us on social media: Pineapple Twenty Two Media on Instagram, Facebook, uh, and Twitter. Just take off the I and the A. Uh, follow us on YouTube. Uh, we're going to have a lot more content coming out and we'll end here. Yeah. Till next time. All right. That was a good one. Yes, it was. Okay.